I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. This episode of Another Happy Pod is sponsored by Internet Harassment. If you want something, just scream about it for four fucking years on the internet and eventually you'll get it. Another Happy Pod. Hello, it's Lawrence from the future. I'm currently editing the podcast and I'm sorry to say that Nathan's audio had a slight problem from about 23 minutes in. There's little blips when he speaks. It's barely noticeable, but we're very sorry it won't happen again. Please, please, please forgive us. Hello and welcome to another happy pod, another episode of another happy pod. Uh, Threw that one in just because Nathan didn't like me saying it. Uh, Nathan, we're joined by you uh, and you are very, very old. Oh, I really need to take hosting duties away from you because <laughs> it's always terrible. Um, hello, welcome to this shit show of a podcast. Oh, be kind. I think I think we well, <clears throat> our views are increasing. We've now have at least five more regular listeners. So to those five, uh, thanks, and please don't leave on account of my bad intros. Um, Nathan, this is a special episode. <laughs> It is indeed a special episode. It's been a long time coming. Cries of fandom over the years have been begging another happy pod to release the Snyder Cut of their podcast of Justice. I don't, what, we're doing the Snyder Cut, okay? We watched it. We're doing it. We did all, all four decades. All of it. four decades. Okay. So, um, should we start with a bit of background? Yeah, we can start with a bit of background. Um, so, once upon a time in 2013, a young man named Zachary Snyder releases Man of Steel, a Superman movie that people like or either don't like. Um, next Where came along. Stand? Where do you stand on Man of Steel? On Man of Steel, I, I don't mind it. I think it's his. I think, well, not including Justice League um, because I haven't revealed where I stand on it yet. I think it's his. It was his best work to date um, for the DCU or DCEU, or whatever they ended up calling it. 
Um, I would I would also say again, not including Justice League, uh, twenty twenty one Justice League. I would also say it's his best work today out of the DC EU, whatever they're calling it. And I also yeah. fucking hate that movie, so that should tell you how I feel about the rest. <laughs> yeah, he's he's it was far from perfect. Um, to be honest, where I stand with him as a director, I always think he's been. Um, I think there's a line between like. He does obviously love the characters that he puts out, and I think he's very, very I, eager. I, big, big, big disagree from me there. Big no, 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 disagree. Look, don't get me wrong. I don't think he does them a good service, and I don't think he does them justice at all. But he is a massive like pop culture, like comic fan. So I, I think I often think he rushes to get to big moments, and a lot of people confuse that with like spectacle. Um, which I think we'll, he does. We'll get, it, we'll get into all that. Um, when it comes to Man of Steel, I actually really enjoy the stuff uh, set on Krypton, like the first 20 minutes. I think that is actually some really good, interesting stuff with Russell Crowe and uh, yeah. Michael Shannon and everything like that. Do you that like the penis actually, pods? The penis pods are great. Fucking give me the dick ships all day long. I'm all about that. Dick ships. <laughs> penis pods. <laughs> great. It's, it's great. I think that is... The, the best part of the movie. As yeah. soon as Kal-El is on Earth, and it's the, the well, not the typical Superman story, whatever this depressing fucking version of it is, it's then immediately downhill. I, um, it's... It's yeah. been it's been talked about to death, but the whole thing about his dad, his, his, his Earth dad, um, and just the way he dies, it's so fucking stupid and makes no sense. Um, the point of his death is supposed to be that, despite all this guy's powers, he still couldn't do anything about it. But instead, Zack Snyder chose to have a very preventable, very easily preventable death. But he just stood back and watched because don't reveal your powers, I guess, because that's yeah, more important the, than saving whole, an actual life. It maybe. was the whole like the world's not ready for you, but then in like three years they're ready for you. It's fine. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how long it's supposed to be technically. Um, but yeah, it goes. It, I think they just. I think he just missed the point uh, massively. Um, and then there's the, the. Just I don't even know how to describe it. Just the onslaught of death and destruction in the third act of that movie. I um, I give them I I forgive them slightly for that because I think it was done. I don't think it was done intentionally for this reason, but they they did backtrack on it in uh, BVS. Uh, at the beginning and it kind of gave batman his motive for like the start of his chapter in the dceu i don't and mind again, that so much the opening again the opening of bvs the best part of the movie soon yeah. after that <laughs> very downhill <laughs> yeah just just ever so slightly downhill yeah um oh look to be honest overall the stuff that they've been doing recently like the more the current slate like the um the upcoming batman film looks great the uh birds of prey was brilliant uh still my favorite dc movie uh to date um same i think actually, yeah. i think that they're on a course correction um but they started off at a very rocky uh rocky phase and i think it was very marmite like you did either love that or or you or you hated it and people it was a very 50 50 kind of split um yeah but but for the past three years nathan there's been a very vocal outcry from the people that love it for zachary snyder's cut of justice league because obviously he tragically had to step away from making that film um and I'm not going <laughs> to... Normally, I would love to shit on Zack Snyder, but for the reasons he stepped away, obviously, are very sad and upsetting. 
Um, I think I I will agree. Yes, it's it's absolutely fucking tragic what happened. I'm not going to shit on for that because that is just disgusting. And anyone who does this is a cunt. It yeah. is heartbreaking what happened to him. Um, but I don't actually think I I think that's the official story of mm. of what happened. But I actually think he was fired by Warner Brothers before that even happened. And then, do you reckon? Are you buying into this? No, I that is actually like news stories have actually came out about this. He he was like the 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 official PR story from Warner Brothers is that he needed to take time because of obviously what happened to his daughter, that tragic loss. Um, but I think officially he was fired before that, and Joss was then brought in to to finish up his work. And at the time Boy, as did well, they fuck it there. <laughs> but then at the time at the time as well. It was also like it, Warner Brothers never officially said this, but there was also like the press rumors that um, I think actually they might have said it actually that uh, Joss Whedon was going to do Batgirl for DC, um, and that was oh, just they did complete, say that yeah yeah I think, that I think was just a complete that was just a complete fabrication um, purely so they could get him in to finish this um, and and that is I, I don't know how true this is, but that's what the how the story goes yeah well. Either way, as it stands, I, I like personal preference of filmmakers aside, whatever, I'd much rather have seen Zach's finished products uh, early doors rather than three to four years later down the line. Um, one, Joss Whedon is a cretin anyway and doesn't deserve any work. Um, and two, I think it just... it it The original Justice League that came out was such a fucking U-turn and, and it was such a... It was they. They basically got the director of Avengers and went right. Try and do the Avengers again, but by the way, we've done none of the setup for you. Um, and I, there's a lot of people that believe that Joss was intentionally sabotaging it. Um, there was like a no, big thing so... of like he was liking tweets about it flopping on release day, shit like that. So Joss, um, I'm. I want to make this very clear. I'm not defending Joss Whedon, okay? Because yeah. that man is a cunt and he deserves all the criticism he gets. He's a very creepy person. He's a yeah. very unlikable person. He deserve. There's a lot of reasons to be mad and angry at Joss Whedon. I yeah, don't sure. think the 2017 movie of Justice League is one of them. Um, Joss Whedon, everything he did on that movie was by instruction from Warner Brothers. Every decision, every cut, every maybe not the boob joke, but most most of yeah, the... the boob joke is Joss Whedon's special, isn't it? There's yeah, like, that's, I think it was that's part of his contract. He was like, "I'm not yeah. signing on unless I can have a man <laughs> fall into a woman's boobs." I at some absolutely point. demand to have a boob joke in this movie. Release, release the boob cut is what I bloody say, Nathan. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So again, I'm not I'm not defending Joss in any way whatsoever, um, but I. The, the decisions, the way that movie turned out, the way the 2017 version of Justice League, and it's a mess, everyone knows it's a mess, is yeah. is from the, the studio execs and it's from Warner Brothers. That's why it turned out. Joss is basically the, I don't know, the... The, the vessel for blame. Yeah, exactly. The tool that they used to make it happen. Um, yeah. But all of the decisions and everything came from Warner Brothers themselves. Purely as a re- reactionary decision from the from the uh, the reception to Batman v Superman because like it was filmed it started filming like about a month after BVS came out and they just shit their pants and went no we got to fucking change this immediately and, yeah and that's what happened that's fair enough um 
where where did you stand on like the side of the fence of of people that wanted this because there was a, basically the how this came about was that that awful version i mean you know the fucking story if you're listening to this but the awful <laughs> version came out uh people didn't like it obviously uh and then they wanted and there was a three-year campaign for snyder cut to come out there was rumors whispers about whether it existed um there was a lot of hearsay about the like the pedantics of like well it, you know it might exist but he hasn't edited yet so he hasn't edited it yet so it technically doesn't exist like um i so <clears throat> i i never believed it existed and clearly it didn't because he needed 30 million or so well i think it actually doubled that to finish it so if yeah. it finished if it existed why did they need that much money it didn't yeah um i i never wanted it purely because personally i've just not been a fan of his work in the DCEU. I don't think I've ever been a fan of any of his stuff, if I'm being completely honest. What about um, the Avengers? you like the Avengers? Oh, no, we're speaking about the, Zack, sorry. Yeah, Zack Snyder, yeah. Um, what about Watchmen, then? People are a fan of see, Watchmen. No, I like moments of Watchmen, but again, Watchmen, for me, is the same problem as BVS. It, yeah. If you want a movie that takes still frames from the comic books and translates them into live action, great, good for you. If you want a movie that actually represents the storyline and what it is... Eh, not so much, okay? Yeah, that's so, more than fair. More than fair. Yeah, cases, so it? it's it, it's one of those things. I've I've never really been a fan of his work. And then there is the big thing that I can't ignore as well when it came to the Snyder Cup is the just the relentless, the exhausting vitriol around it. Like any time Warner Brothers or someone remotely involved with WB would tweet out anything. There would yeah. be a hundred and fifty thousand replies, all saying the exact same thing. It doesn't matter what it was; it would always be hashtag release the Snyder Cut. There I, has I been would, so I would much. Say the same. Like, there has I been think... so much just harassment, bullying, yeah. straight up sexism from a lot of people. And I know it's not everyone from that from that particular fandom. I know it's not the whole bunch, but there has been such a huge. And I will say vocal minority, because I am I want to believe that it's not all of them, a vocal minority that have just been so belligerent and downright horrible. It it I, it feels like they're rewarding bad behavior and it just doesn't sit right with me. Fair enough, to be honest. Yeah, like when you look at it in that in that light, then yeah, obviously. And I, I, I too don't really like the idea that people that were behaving in that way and again like like Nathan said it's not all of them whatsoever um but the people that were kind of got what they wanted and that that doesn't it's not the greatest thing to acknowledge and it's also like it just fucking leaves it wide open for people that are always saying um like I saw I saw I even saw a tweet that said like oh given the success of this um why don't we like isn't it about time we finally released the Ayer cut of Suicide Squad? I'm like one totally different scenarios, right? <laughs> the David Ayer cut that came out was his, um, and 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 <laughs> no one was was in the way of that apart from maybe Warner Brothers again. But still, he held his name on the project mm. and went, "Yep, this is mine." Um, and even to... even I think that with David Ayer though, I think since the announcement of the Snyder Cut happening, he him David Ayer himself has been saying, yeah, let's do the David Ayer Cut of Suicide Squad, let's do it for the true fans and and just doing this whole thing again of riling people up, which also, again, another reason I wasn't anticipating this movie at all is because of the stuff that Zack Snyder himself was doing. It felt like 
it felt like at every turn he was just he f- it felt like he was a bitter ex and that he was just trying to get as much support as possible um Would from you, his like, friends honestly whilst whilst i do agree with you um as an impartial like i, I don't know I, I guess playing devil's advocate would you not want that if that was you though like if you had a if you like suffered obviously a personal tragedy as he did i would yeah um, no and then I, you, your kind of your body of work that that was supposed to be your kind of defining body of work the full stop on the world that you built um was basically the equivalent of someone pulling it out and shitting all over it and then releasing it um and then essentially like laughing at it basically um would would you not if that was you want that no, that's fair. That is that is absolutely fair because yeah, I would, and I, and I think anyone would as well. If if you made something, or, or tried to make something, and it was very personal, and you had a particular vision for it, and then that got messed up by someone else, of course you would absolutely want to to put out the best representation of what you made, and and he he did. It, it took him a while, but yeah, okay. So let let's just get into it. All right. So, Zack Snyder's Justice League, it is better than the 2017 <laughs> version of Justice League, okay? It's not saying I will, I will say that. I will say it's better than the 2017 version. What yeah. I will also say is that in 2017, I watched a bad movie. In 2021, I watched a bad movie that went for four fucking hours. <laughs> Do you know? I knew I knew you weren't going to like this. I watched this. I I just uh, watched this before you, um, uh, and like yourself, I split it up into kind of two separate viewings. Although your your two your break was a overnight sleep, mine was like a snack and a bit of dinner. Um, I I I finished this a whole night before you, and I just I was ambitiously like oh I was anticipating this podcast because I knew that you'd fucking not like it. <laughs> There was so many. It, I was. It was almost like a little counter in my head that every time something happened, I went, "Yeah, that's one for Nathan not liking it. That's two. That's three. Um, I'm interested to know what what it what it would be that you thought. Oh, we'll we'll, I we'll like. get into we'll get into all of this because this is there's a lot. Um, there is a lot. There's four if, fucking if, hours worth. Yeah. If I was to if I was to give my overview on it, um, I'll be honest. I'm not ashamed to say I did enjoy this. Um, I one enjoyed it more. Don't, I mean, don't get me wrong. The plot is still dumb as fuck. Um, like, and the people there are people acting like this is the fucking second coming of Christ. Like, it, oh, they really. But they was always that. going to act like that, regardless. Yeah, he could have released that, that the was same movie. Always going to be a reaction. He, he literally could have released the 2017 cut in black and white and four by three, and people would have been like, "This is cinema." Exactly. Um, yeah. So yeah, no, I'm definitely not on that side, and I'm I'm able to appreciate it for what it is um i'm 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 never a big despiser of like these movies and you you have to do a lot to wind me up um about like a comic book movie um basically i i have to i i guess what i'm trying to say is i prefer a big swing and a miss than um a watered down studio production that just feels so phoned in um that's that and again i again i i <laughs> all right 
The po- the premise of this podcast is that we try to be positive about movies, <laughs> and I, I think I'm, we've devolved gonna... past that. <laughs> we we kind of have, but I'm I'm going to struggle with that a little bit today. Okay? okay, um, what I will say, what I will say, them is yes, this is definitely better than the 2017 version. Because that was just a complete fucking mess. There was no cohesive story. You couldn't follow anything that was going wrong, going on. Sorry, there was clearly just big chunks of the of the plot and the story missing. Yeah. Um, and then also there was just general Joss Whedon's creepiness infused throughout it. Uh, however, I will say, while this version is cleaned up a little, it's still so fucking creepy in certain moments. So <laughs> creepy. Um, moments that just straight up made me uncomfortable, um, and we will get into that. I'm I'm curious to hear that because I'm like I don't know if this is my male ignorance. Uh, I didn't pick up on those, um, but I'm I'm curious to hear. Um, look, over like like I say, like an overview on it. Um, I think the best way to describe these uh, both cuts is they're two opposite ends of the spectrum. Like I say, one is a bold director's vision. With no, with nothing holding him back from doing what he wanted to do, and the other one is uh, that that same director's vision, but broken down um, by a studio with way too much involvement on their behalf. Um, neither are fantastic. Um, this is yeah, I think this is leagues ahead of what it was, and I think it has reached its full potential. There's a three and a half hour cut of this movie. There's even a three hour cut of this movie that works just as fine. Um, but I, I'm under the impression that Snyder was like, "Fucking release it all now that now that they finally got it. Have every single spare moment. Um, <clears throat> like next, it'll be like release the fucking the alts and the takes, um, <laughs> and fucking we want them uh, so we can edit our own version of it. Um, I I I think this is so fucking stretched out. Don't get me wrong. Um, yeah. There's there's a good hour that just straight up doesn't need to be in this. Um, I I completely agree with that. It's it's like I even texted you at one point last night. And I, I I think my exact words were, "I'm 90 minutes into this movie. How the fuck are we still in the setup? Yeah, How, <laughs> like movies are some movies are over by this point, and we're yeah. still in the first act. Like, yeah. it was exhausting. It was, and there are long movies. Uh, which I enjoy um, that I can see it for. I'm not going to name them because I know like what people will say. But there are long movies out there which it doesn't feel as sluggish and as much of a chore to get through as this because they're structured in a way where it's broken up with at least something interesting happening. In yeah. this, it's just it's the movie you saw four, three, four years ago but just... <laughs> You can't see what I'm doing, but I was stretching it out with my hands. That's that's yeah. really w- what this is. Um, I want to just read something out to you. I want to <laughs> just want to. Maybe this is a little mean, but fuck it. I want to uh, read how Snyder, Zack Snyder himself, describes this movie in a tweet. Uh, so just a little bit of background. <laughs> um, Scott Mendelson, who is someone, I guess, um, tweeted out a review. Well. A, a comment on the trailer that says um, basically said, so that trailer for the Snyder Cut of Justice League looks like the same movie. Lots of deleted scenes from the marketing campaign but otherwise looks like alternate takes of existing scenes, which is fair enough. Zack Snyder himself quoted this tweet and said 
You enjoyed, uh, sorry, you said you enjoyed the theatrical cut of Justice League like you enjoyed your Saturday morning cartoons. Well, this is made for grown-ups, so you're not in the demographic. So, uh, grown-ups only, no little boys allowed to this big adult movie here. Okay. Yeah, it, it, and I'll be honest, the movie does reek of that tone. It's, it it's of, edgelord. This movie yeah. is edgelord from start to finish. It's I've more edgelord than Batman fucking such Joker. A potty mouth, Nathan. There's one scene with. There's one line from Batman. <laughs> I laughed so much. <laughs> is it? Is it at the end of the movie? Yes, it is at the yeah. end of the movie. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're, on, <laughs> we're on the same page with that scene. Um, yeah. Look, let, let's let's instead of overviewing it, let's 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 break into it. What what did you like and what didn't you like? Okay. Um, so what what I did like about this movie, and and this is like one of the things I like about most of Snyder's movies is that. Whatever you think of his storytelling, whatever you think of his um, movies in general, you cannot deny they look great. They they are visually fucking stunning. I yeah. I will absolutely give them that. From the opening shot, this movie does look incredible. It I I'm I don't like the four by three aspect ratio. To me, that just seems unnecessary and kind of pretentious um I, but I, that was on the same page but i heard there was a reason behind it i heard it wasn't the like the original choice um right. but there was something i i could be chatting utter shit but i heard something like i think it was an article or a tweet that said there was like missing information while like restoring some shots and this was the best way to present it without crippling some of the footage um, i see I, I don't know if that's true but i heard it wasn't uh i heard it was supposed to be um like that vertically as long as it was because four by three is a little bit longer um yeah. i heard it was supposed to be like that because obviously it was shot for imax but there was a reason why the it had to switch to a four by three and it wasn't it, i don't think it was an artistic choice right okay it does seem like an artistic choice but if but if that's what it is oh, it, then it, fair don't enough. get me wrong if it if it's an artistic choice and i'm wrong and someone can disprove that uh yeah, fucking pointless. <laughs> Very like, pointless. I don't but if mind there is it, a reason the for it, time, then it's dumb as fuck. Yeah, yeah. If there is a reason for it, fair enough. I'm not going to get too bogged down for it. I just didn't really like it because I think in fucking 2021, you don't need to have movies in 4 by 3 because our TV It wasn't distracting, though. I didn't, I didn't find it distracting. Once I got used to it, it was no. a bit of a jar at first, but then I was like, yeah. oh, I'm fine with this. And I had yeah, four right. fucking hours to settle in for it. So, so. <laughs> exactly, you do you do settle into it. So again, yeah, visually stunning. It it looks great. Cannot deny that. Um, there was a sequence which was also in the original 2017 version. The like, um, but it, it's more expanded upon in this. The um, the the sequence with the Amazonians, the Atlanteans, and the men. Um, fighting Dark Side armies, Dark Side's army in the flashback sequence. Um, yeah. I really enjoyed that. That was to me the most interesting part of the movie. Yeah, um, seeing the Amazonians, uh, the Amazonians, and um, even a Green Lantern all working together to that was and, cool. and really just fucking hammer it to Dark Side. Dark Side as well. He looks good, and Steppenwolf looked so much better than Mate, he did. Ste in... Steppenwolf looks 
looked amazing, but he was also so much better as a fucking character. Like he was, yeah. Steppenwolf was pretty much upgraded in every single way. He was just a complete nothing character in the 2017 version. He was kind of small and gangly in that version as well. Yeah. And they have definitely made him more menacing and more of a compelling foe. There's a the few team. that there's a few that get that character treatment as well. We'll get into it, but there is there yeah. are basically some players that <laughs> put it this way. I I know why Ray Fisher was fucking fuming, <laughs> put it that way. Yeah, and I, I know yeah. why he must have watched Justice League and went, "Oh, for fuck's sake!" Um, Ray, uh, uh, and yeah, Ray, so Ray Fisher was very sidelined in the 2017 version. He yeah. was reduced to kind of a side character. I'd best. say less than a side character. Yeah, it was it was a very reduced role. He does have a lot more to do in this movie. That being said, I don't think what he has to do is great. Sure, there's more of it, but I still think there's quite a lot. And I think I think the issue that a lot of the characters suffer from, every every man in this story has the same problem. They all have daddy issues. Every single one of them. <laughs> yeah, they true. literally all have daddy issues. <laughs> Superman has two dads, both of them are dead. Um, Batman's entire thing is that his parents are dead. The Flash's dad is in prison for murdering his mum, which he didn't actually do. That was reverse Flash. Um, Aquaman's dad his, was um, just a regular guy who fucked the Queen of Atlantis. Um, and Ray Fisher's dad like, wasn't there at his football game, and now he's a robot man. All so, of them I'm have... That, though, like, don't get me wrong, whilst I, I think that there's not much to it, um, I, di- I, I didn't dislike his stuff. I thought it was pretty good. Like, I didn't, I didn't dis... Uh. I, I, I liked it a lot more than the 2017 version. I think, again, when I say Edgelord, a lot of that stuff is coming from Ray Fisher's character in this movie because it was all very... And I don't mean this to sound disparaging to him because he is a good actor and, and working with what he did, he did a good job. But it was yeah. just all very one-note. It was just all very... I'm the grumpy robot. Um, I'm going to walk around and look moody. I can understand parts of that because his life has been completely flipped and upside down. Um, mm. I didn't mean to sound like the Fresh Prince, but there we are. <laughs> uh, um, I don't, I don't so know I, I agree I, with it, though. I don't know. I, I like, like, don't get me wrong. Yeah, it is Edgelord. It is grumpy and miserable. Everyone in a Zack Snyder movie is usually grumpy and miserable. Um, but I, yeah, so I, don't usually, know, I don't know if I agree. But... I, I, I liked what he did with it. And like you say, he's a, he's a good actor, but the whole... His his arc, like I liked the fact that he was like reaching out for his mum, and then that was echoed later on. Like there was, I, I think they they did quite a good job of showing the like if you're gonna do a daddy issue thing, I think they did it they did it quite well. I see, I I struggle with it because he, he to me he only really had one moment where there was any actual kind of like emotional variety from him and that was the moment where his dad sacrificed himself um and he was reaching out to him and trying to stop him and that was probably the best work he did in the movie um from from what i can remember from what i from what's going on in my head right now the rest of it it was all just very ones and zeros and i guess that's kind of the point of the character but it doesn't it doesn't provide anything interesting for the audience if it's just ones and zeros for the entire thing. Really, that's fair enough. I think, yeah, like I'll, 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 um, I'll give in to the fact that in a four-hour movie, that one complaint that shouldn't ever be a thing is underdeveloped characters. 
Like yeah, you've you've exactly. got you've got a mini series length of time to fuck <laughs> to to sort that issue. Um, moving away from him, then, what do you think of the what do you think of the Flash? Uh, okay. it's specifically, the Flash in the twenty seventeen cut and then twenty twenty one cut. Um, so he he runs weird and he still runs weird. <laughs> I thought the running thing was from Joss Whedon. Okay, what his like flailing arms? He yeah, does. his yeah. weird flailing arms that he just like throws forward. Um, so that's weird. I the Flash. I have a really soft spot for the Flash, the character of the Flash. Um, he is one of my favorite DC characters, and the Barry Allen version I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, so, right off the bat, this movie has a challenge for me. Um, one of the reasons I didn't like, and this is this is very pedantic and petty, and I fully understand what I'm about to say. It it's it's very petty and not worthy of a valid criticism at all. But I'm still going to say it. But you're going to do it anyway. <laughs> I'm going to do it anyway. The Flash um, the Flash doesn't create blue lightning, okay? The Flash creates red lightning. That's Aramson, okay? Oh, get over it. <laughs> get over it. I, yes. Like I said, he was very pedantic. But there's a reason for that. Because when you have him going up against the reverse Flash, he has then yellow colored lightning. And it's a mix and match. But whatever. They can um, still do blue and yellow. That's still I fine. Mean, kind of. Um, but, okay, this, when I said earlier, this movie was very creepy, I was talking about The Flash. He is so creepy in this movie. The very first scene that we're introduced to him, um, he sees, who I'm assuming is Iris West, his, um, girlfriend, later time wife. Yeah, it's all but said, I think, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, he sees Iris West and she gets into a car crash. He goes to save her life and the the whole speed force stuff, the way they actually show him running fast and slowing down time, that that's great. That's again visually stunning, works great. Yeah. But it's so fucking creepy the way he just like stops to ogle her and move her hair and everything like that while she's literally second, not even milliseconds from death. It is so fucking creepy and uncomfortable. And then he just like grabs a sausage and leaves. Like that moment, I watching that. I feel, oh, I feel like I need to take a shower after watching that. It just something about it just felt I, very wrong to me. I get, I get what you're saying. I do, and it's the whole like. At first, I was a little bit like, what's that moment going on? And then he moved her arm, and I was like, oh, he's obviously, like, putting her into the position so she doesn't fucking break her face. Um, or, like, doesn't just snap in cleaning, too. Uh, I'd still do things. There's a weird thing about that scene, because I think he, at the beginning, there's great care taken into expressing, like, little moments. Um, and then, like, um, and then I think when everything speeds up, like, bearing in mind, the whole scene handles time very well. Like, everything, if you look at the yeah. continuity of everything, it's really well done. Um, and then, then when things like kind of go back into real time, or I guess we see like the real perspective of it, um, the way she kind of like drops to the ground, I'm still thinking like one, the truck took about 12 years to stop, um, which, which confused me, uh, because it shouldn't have taken that long. And two, um, what the, what happened to her momentum? Like she was still fucking hurtling out of the car at a breakneck pace there should there should be no reason why the flash just kind of gently putting her on the ground 
when it went back into real time didn't snap her spine. Like, yeah. But but yeah, no, I I mean I I I do see what you mean. Um, I don't I don't know if it had that same effect to me. I think, um, yeah, maybe it is. Like let's be honest, like creepiness in a fucking blockbuster movie isn't something that is unheard of. Um, especially since there's that weird like unchained. There was like a, a changed cut. One of the only things that uh, Joss Whedon changed in one one scene was like a shot that was just a little bit lower on Gal Gadot's ass. Um, yeah, which is very creepy. <clears throat> so I definitely think that there is a, there is an element of that. Uh, I, d- I don't know if it had the same effect on me though, but maybe maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Um, but I see I see what you're saying. It, it just I don't know what it I don't know. Pretty, it's not like it's not overtly creepy, but there was just really something about the way he was staring at her and the way he like his his hand ran through her hair. Just none of it sat right with with me. It just felt very very uncomfortable i'd be interested to know what other people thought about that but it was it was i don't know that that whole scene just left a very bad taste in my mouth and from that point on i just really didn't like the flash which again is difficult because barry allen is one of my favorite characters his his whole story is one of the most heartbreaking and one of the best written stories in in comics i think yeah um so and it and it's seeing him, and again maybe this is me bringing my own stuff into it, but just that scene again, it just didn't sit right with me. And then later on through the movie, he just keeps like making little jokes about like would would Wonder Woman date him and everything like this, and all of it, it just felt just I think the those whole are pretty vibe. Innocent. I think I think those are pretty like. I, I I can see what you're saying with with the with the the truck and like the the car crash scene, but I d- I don't see it there. I do think that's pretty like pretty tame, um, especially considering what we've got um, or what we had before. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, and and thankfully there is no boob falling shot in this movie. Um... Unthankfully, release the boob cut, Nathan. <laughs> yeah. Come on, release the boob cut. I say, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, that's not even Gal Gadot like in that scene. Which makes it even weirder. Yeah, do you know like she flower refused to do it, I think, and then they just got like a stand-in, which yeah, it makes it so weird. I must say, what I don't get, and this this is this is Age of Ultron is is not exempt from this as well. That that was that was the born tradition it's, of them. Um, the moment in Age of Ultron is fucking awful. It, like, it's face it's first. Horrible. It's even weirder. It's, it's so bad. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, it is. It, I always think, like, how do those days on set go? Like, how does a bloke, like a middle-aged bloke, not feel uncomfortable um, <laughs> going up to a very well-respected actress who is, like, so far into doing these movies now where, like, she's earned her place there, um, and everyone has, um, and then being like, right, so in this scene, it's going to be it's gonna be really cool, right? Uh, so, Mark, <laughs> yeah, you're going to... What you're going to do is you're... You're gonna fall face first into Scarlet's boobs, and then, and, and, and then, then, but how does that happen? Like, and then, how does people? How do people not go? But why? <laughs> but what? But I could what's fall even anywhere better? else. But what's even better is they would have shot that scene. They would have loaded and thought, "Yeah, that's great. All right, wrap. Let's move yeah. on. All right." Then, a couple of weeks, a couple of days, what later, they would have been like, "Okay, so Scarlet." In this scene, what you're going to do is you're going to compare yourself to a 
brutal, rage-filled monster, the most disgusting thing on earth, all because, get this, you can't have children. Which is which is He's ironic. Done it. Which is ironic considering um, Joss Whedon uh, fired the girl from Buffy because she got pregnant. Um, Did he? Yeah, there was a big allegation that Sarah came out Sarah Michelle Gellar? I that... don't know who it was. I never watched the show, but there was a big Buffy actress that came out um, and said, uh, Joss essentially wrote me out of scenes. Like, I could have filmed everything up top before my pregnancy became massively noticeable on screen. Um, and by the way, there's fucking women that go through pregnancy on TV shows all the fucking time. Like, they just... Oh, all the time, you, yeah. You, what you'll notice is that there's a lot of moving that that season, and, and there's a lot of boxes that need to be held, a lot of sofas that get taller that need to be stood behind. Um, yeah. Like, it happens, and people work around it. Um, and, yeah, apparently this woman came out and just said, like, I told Joss, and apparently the first thing he asked her was if she was going to keep it or not. Uh, and then when she said yes, which one is a very inappropriate question to ask anyway. You, um, so creepy. Why would you ask and, that? And apparently too, like when there was, when he said, when she said, yeah, obviously you fucking dickhead. Uh, he, he went, oh, this is really inconvenient or something like that. <gasps> um, fucking hell. Yeah. He, he's an oxygen thief, man. He doesn't deserve, he doesn't deserve any of the opportunities that he's got. Um, he really doesn't. No, but um yeah, and I'm glad he's kind of... People are basically just flaking on him now. Like, none of his projects are coming to fruition. Um, that's yeah. that's that's good stuff. Um, that is good. There is some justice in the world. Thankfully. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, let's let's move on from The Flash. What did you think of Wonder Woman? Um, yeah. Firstly, I'll, I'll say this. The bank scene... Um, was it in Paris last time, or did I imagine that? No, it was in London still. Okay. Um... And it's not a bank. I don't know why everyone's calling it a bank scene. It's just not a bank. Oh, I don't know what it is. It maybe it's just it's, because it's, it's Saint Paul's Cathedral. Oh well, there we go then. It's Saint Paul's <laughs> Cathedral. So the the bank at Saint Paul's Cathedral scene. Um, I'm joking. Um, was I? I loved it. Like it was shot really differently. Like the focus on the um, on the uh, briefcase was great. Um, I just think I just think they did a really good job directing that scene, um, and like the way that there was like sheer panic, but we were still focused on a briefcase. I thought it was really cool. Um, I do think that automatically, whenever Wonder Woman uh, comes into like into a scene, it gets a little bit cheesier, and I don't mind that because that's the nature of her character. That's kind of how it's been built. Um, but I think it it was a weird tonal cross. Um, I have to admit. But I did like her. I thought she was good in this. Um, to be honest, the the best scenes not it wasn't even Wonder Woman. The best scenes about this were some of like the Amazonian battles um, and like when Steppenwolf's on um, Bridge to Terabithia or whatever it's called. Um, <laughs> Do you mean Themyscira? That's the one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. When like he was trying to get the mother box from there, and they were like playing like a, a really fucked up game of like pass the baton or whatever. Um, I yeah no I but Wonder Woman was good I I I thought she was okay uh, I could have done without the fanfare every single time she was on the screen every like she would just look and then yeah. it would all it would just be that theme, cut to that a... new theme <laughs> cut to a woman yelling into a microphone yeah every single cut to a violinist just fucking fingertips on fire like just it got exhausting at it. and and I I the Wonder Woman theme that they had the 
the that's fucking amazing. Yeah, Give me it's that so one good. all day it's long. So it's good. so it's so it gets you pumped. It's yeah. fucking metal as f- I love it. I love that theme so much. Um, um, but they decided to add on this just weird orchestral <laughs> fucking operatic <laughs> version to it, and it's just yeah. like Hans Zimmer is great. I I love most of the stuff Hans Zimmer does, but that just felt it was a weird choice, to, and to have it so much throughout the movie as well. Yeah, it it, was, don't get me wrong. It was very like it was so in your fucking face about it. But so then, in your face. But then I don't want to just single that out because this is a very in your face movie. Um, but like, I don't, but I, don't I don't dislike think, it for that. I don't think anyone else had a theme that was that prevalent. Like no, no, none of the other characters had a recurring theme that showed up that fucking much. <laughs> really? <laughs> what was um? What did you um? Were there a few standout scenes you didn't like? Because they, look, I'm I'm gonna say this now. I don't mind this cut. I don't think I'm going to watch it again for a very long time because four hours is far too long for a movie, in my opinion. Um, I do like this this cut. I, I preferred it a lot more. I think it was more emotional, more gently handled. Uh, and I think overall the story, although the story was shit, was told far more coherently and, and, and better in most ways. Uh, however, Nathan, I am going to ask you... <laughs> about some certain scenes that I have to be honest I fucking despised. All right, hit me. Um the first one um Aquaman goes into the ocean uh for the first time after telling Bruce to go suck his mum basically. Um yeah. he goes, "Nah, don't give a shit. Also you dress up like a bat, you're a virgin, I'm out." Um so he fucking dips quite literally um and then a woman for no reason, starts to pick up his cardigan jumper, whatever it is, fold it very oh, slowly. And then the weird singing, I forgot about just, that. And just start belting out a tune. <laughs> and then the fuck, then the whole village joins in, and it's mostly, <laughs> if not all women, when before there was men. And it's so, so, so weird. It's so weird. I, I, I forgot about that until just this moment. Yeah. Oh yeah. Did not like that at all. It's, I remember again, watching it. Just it. Seems, it just seems like one of those typical, like Zack Snyder to me. He seems like the the best way I can describe him is like a a, a film student who is still a film student. And is in that very <laughs> experimental, pretentious stage, yeah. but also a multi-million-dollar film director at the same time. Like yeah, that's that's really the only way I can describe it. Because it's what you exactly it's what you get when you give a, a comic book nerd who loves fucking um, just loves all things cinema. Yeah, um, has read the Bible once and goes, "Yeah, I get it." Um, <laughs> and then you hand him like three hundred million. And go, yeah. let's see a Batman film, please, or a Superman film, whatever. Basically, that's to be fair. That's one of my issues with Zack Snyder. Uh, I do think that often, like you say, his style is undisputed. Like you can't deny that the man is a genius at putting iconic things, like iconic imagery, on the screen. Um, and I think he's he's world class at that. Yeah, but I really agree. <laughs> but the man looks for Jesus in every fucking thing. Yeah. The man it's... can't stop putting fucking God everywhere he goes. 
Um, it's exhausting. It it's, is. It's, like, to, there was the... even that. There was even that promotional image oh, of uh, the Joker, um, with like the crown of thorns. And I tweeted and just... out in rage at that because it just it was a photo shoot that just so didn't need to happen. Especially when you find out what his role was in the film. Oh, it was just nothing. Go, it was what? nothing. It yeah. was awful. But we'll get to that. We, we certainly will. Hopefully soon, because I've got a lot to say on it. Um, <laughs> Yeah, no, I just, yeah, like, even down to, like, the, in the BVS, there was the whole, like, everyone touching him, like, and the slow-mo. Um, that's all, like, it's fine. I don't mind. There's this, a really this nice is shot. Why, in... This is why I, I I don't feel like, and again, this has been talked about to death by a lot of people, mm-hmm. all of whom are much smarter than me, but I don't feel like Zack Snyder understands who Superman is at all. I think no. Zack Snyder thinks that Superman is basically God. He is an all-powerful God, and everyone on Earth should fear him. And that's kind of clear if you watch his versions of Superman. But Superman is someone who has lived on Earth his entire life, raised by two very sweet people from Kansas, okay? He's a homegrown farm boy. Yeah, yeah, in, in in the comics and everywhere else, Nathan, in, in this universe, he's raised by a very passive woman who is lovely um, and a psychopath of a farmer. Like, just an yeah. outright, look, Clark, I'm going to level with you. You should have let the kids die. <laughs> you know, I, still, I still can't, yeah. You, you sh- reminded you me of the scene in, um, in Spider-Man where he's like, would you save the woman you love or the, <laughs> the burning pile of puppies? <laughs> like, whatever it is. <laughs> Yeah, he's, oh god. Um, it's yeah. Yeah, it's, sorry. Go on, go on. Zack Snyder, like I don't think he understands Superman. Maybe he does. Maybe he's just going for a different take, and that's absolutely fine. You can do different takes of these characters. There's no problem with that. Just don't sell it as the ultimate version. Don't sell it as this is what this character is because yeah. it's not. It's yeah. not. We have seventy plus years of of stories telling us the complete opposite. Clark <laughs> Kent, like I said, Clark Kent is a homegrown farm boy who is more sweet than anyone deserves. He's, you know what he is? He's like that recent episode, that recent TV show, um, Superman and Lois, that fucking nailed Clark Kent. Like the the big smile on his face, the my mum made the costume for me, that is Superman. Yeah. What isn't Superman is this all-powerful mega god who can enslave the entire Earth. And again, I know that's like an alternate dimension and not what's going on or whatever, but yeah. it's still, it's it's not the version of Superman. No, no, I'm no. That's, I, I think he's always, like you say, he's always suffered with that. I, like you say, I don't mind if he's going for like a different take, but then, yeah, please don't present it as the definitive, undisputed take. Um, yeah. Which, yeah, which is fine. Like, like comic book, t- comic book movies take fucking liberties all the time. Like, all, all, the time. all the time. I mean, Mar- Marvel, Marvel comic, Marvel movies take so many liberties. I mean, those are basically like comic book movies in name only, because yeah. they change so much stuff. And that, and again, that's absolutely fine. Just do it with a good reason and make it something that's at least enjoyable to watch. Yeah, I yeah no, I agree with that. Um, another scene which I really, 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 really wasn't a fan of, um, and this annoyed me. The placement of it annoyed me. Because it happens, it's pretty much the last scene in the movie. Um, yeah. After an extremely long movie. <laughs> um, Very long, yeah. And it was the scene that, I'll be honest, I was the most excited for. 
I I realize that a lot of people have issues with Batman and his actions during the nightmare sequence. However, no one can deny it's some of the most cool fight sequences. The nightmare sequence is one of the best parts of BVS. Um, yeah. I don't have any issues with his actions in that sequence because, yeah, he's he's just straight up killing people. But I think that's the point. I think the society and the world has collapsed where he's got to a point where he's doing that. Um, yeah. So it is. It's and this Batman kills anyway. So the fuck does it even matter? No, and that's what I'm saying. It doesn't matter at all. But the so people often take issue with it, but. When this movie came out, I thought, finally, we're going to get more fucking nightmare sequence stuff. Like, I really I really liked that. I wanted to see it expanded on. Um, so when we get there and we see, like, the Fallen Justice League banner uh, kind of thing, I was fucking hyped. And then I realized what that scene was and how it was basically going to be two minutes of Jared Leto doing a really bad, like, Halloween Joker impression. Um, and just... <sighs> basically butchering two of my favorite comic characters um it was it was fucking awful there's it was it was oh, i don't even know what to say about it it was just <laughs> so, I, I couldn't stop cringing whilst yeah. watching it because every word and like joker was teasing him about about the fact that he killed robin and then i think yeah. batman's did he say he killed harley uh, he didn't. I rewatched that. He didn't say that he killed her. He said that when she was lying dead in his arms. So I guess it's like uh, so, somewhat implied, but I, he didn't. I think seems, they left that open. It seems like he killed her, which is again different worlds, different universe, whatever. Yeah. What what I don't understand is the night. And correct me if I'm wrong, um, because again, this movie is a clusterfuck, and it is hard to understand, but. <laughs> The nightmare sequence, it shouldn't exist because um, my understanding is when they were at the the Pripyat, but not Pripyat for some fucking reason, just make it Pripyat, um, <laughs> and they were, and Cyborg needed the Flash to give him the jump start sort of thing, and he got, and then Flash got shot and was unable to do it. Then yeah. there was the moment where, like, the mother box activated and basically started the process of decimating the world. Like, they lost, they died, they they were yeah. wiped out. It was only because Flash was able to tap into the speed force and reverse time that he was yeah. able to go back and fix that. My understanding was that the nightmare sequence led on from that. Were am, am I wrong? I don't think you're wrong at all. No, and that's I think. Look, I'm I'm not going to claim to have an answer to that at all because it's one of the most confusing aspects of the movie. It makes no sense to me. I'm sure it makes sense for someone out there that was paying more attention and has dissected all of these films in depth. Um, I don't care enough to do that. So as a as a casual viewer, I just kind of went, eh, what? Uh, and just accepted that this was an alternate timeline scene. I don't know why it exists. I can only assume to set up more movies. Yeah, um, it seems weird that it does exist. And it seems weird the the team he's got Deathstroke and Mera and and who else was on the team was it just them uh no so Cyborg was there Flash oh, was Cyborg there Cyborg was there Flash, um, yeah that's right Aquaman was dead uh, Aquaman Superman was, has killed yeah. him Aquaman um, had been no Darkseid killed him because you saw that oh yes yeah sorry yeah yeah and um, Wonder Woman was also dead 
Yep, that's the one. Um, and Lois was obviously dead as well. Um, basically, yeah, it was like Justice League light. It was like Justice League if they had no rights to any of the good ones, um, <laughs> which which did make me laugh. Um, yeah. By no, the way, by the way, yeah. um, if you or anyone else wants a really good Deathstroke story, um, just watch the first two seasons of Arrow because seriously. Some of the best TV and some fucking amazing Deathstroke story. So really, just, yeah. So, I seriously, the first after that, the show kind of goes downhill. But those first two scenes of seasons of Arrow, and those were like before any of the other shows started coming out. So you don't need to watch anything else. The first two seasons of Arrow, fucking pristine television. Okay, it's interesting. I always, I've always like shied away from that show because it just looks extremely cheesy. Uh, oh, it is. It is. Yeah. but it's good. It's very okay. Good. Fair enough. Um, let's move on to like the, I suppose the meat of the nightmare sequence in this, which is nowhere near as cool as the nightmare sequence uh, in, like, BVS. So, so it's a conversation, yeah, um, with two people who are clearly not in the same room at all. Um, <laughs> <laughs> clearly, yeah. these these shots were filmed on opposite days. Um, and basically, the whole premise is the Joker is teaming up with Batman because they need him for some fucking reason, I guess. Because they clearly... need him for filthy, filthy reach arounds. Yeah, he just, <laughs> yes. Batman. Batman's because... got no access to his Playboy lifestyle. He hasn't had a reach around in so long, <laughs> uh, and the Joker has been enslaved uh, and taken into an apocalypse universe purely to give Bruce Wayne reach arounds. And Bruce and Bruce Wayne will fucking kill him. Yep, and make no mistake of it. <sighs> what what a bad line! <laughs> what a yeah. Fucking and people people awful. were hailing this on Twitter like this is the conversation. I saw right, and this this fucking wound me up. Right, I saw a tweet that was this scene um, or a picture of saying, I reckon, or saying something like, could this be the best? Um, the best Joker and Batman interaction we've ever seen. And I went, no, no. <laughs> no there is a that. whole movie of those scenes, a far better movie of those scenes with a far <laughs> better take on both of these characters. Um, oh, Nathan, I would yeah. this scene upset me. This scene really annoyed me. It's, it's um, without a doubt the worst scene in the movie. It's the funniest yeah. scene in the movie because it's it's just fucking ridiculous. Again, I don't understand why he needs Joker. Like in in the in the regular, well, quote unquote regular, the normal DC worlds, like not the nightmare sequence is what I'm trying to say. Um, when everything is normal, Joker is. And Joker is a threat because of what he can do, because of his connections and his mind and the insanity of it and everything like that. Yeah. None of that would translate into this, though. Like, what can he do in this? This Joker's a fucking moron. (laughs) (laughs) But why does Batman need him? It. What What skills does? (coughs) Excuse me. Does Jared Leto Joker have that are essential to him? being on the team i can't so, figure it out so and where did his tattoos go yeah yeah um so we said that well he's a very <coughs> rich man he's got rid of his gold teeth as well um and he's grown out his hair that's what i don't get it's a stylistic choice where they've grown his hair out and so the, <coughs> the tips of it are green 
Um, so they're obviously referencing the fact that he had short hair in the Suicide Squad. Um, yeah. And then they've kind of just forgotten every other part of that character, down to his voice, down to his voice, his laugh. His voice was so different. Like, I thought I couldn't recognise it as him. I was like, what is going on? It, it all sounded so bizarre. What it sounded, what it sounded like to me, and I'm, I'm going to go <coughs> on this scene a little bit, um, with no remorse, because mm. I hate it. Um, mm. What it was, it really just felt like what a twelve-year-old does when they want to do a per- an impression of a crazy person. Um, and what annoys me so much, right? Say what you want about Jared Leto, right? He's 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 a bit sketchy. He's not a, a particularly great bloke, and there's a lot of allegations against him. He's um, a very weird man and kind of a cult leader as well. Yeah, that and that that's it, right? So, but but say what you want, the man can act, right? Granted, we haven't seen it a lot in Suicide Squad, right? If you've watched Dallas Buyers Club, you know that this man is a good actor. If you've watched Requiem for a Dream, you know he's a great actor. Um, however, what he also is, like Nathan hints at it when he's a cult leader, he is pretentious as fuck. So people will take this portrayal of the Joker as serious and amazing because it comes from an Academy Award winning actor. This is... It sucks on every level. I tweeted Awful. out saying um, I actually preferred the Suicide Squad version because, like I said at the beginning of this pod, I always prefer a big swing and a miss to a watered-down yeah. safe bet um, because at least it shows some artistic choices, at least it shows a bold take and someone making a clear conscious effort to say this is this is my version of it and I don't give a fuck if you don't like it. It's what I'm doing. Um, and and again, I didn't like it in Suicide Squad, but my God, would I have wanted it in this? Like, <clears throat> just way more than this watered-down, <clears throat> creepy version that we got. I do not like the Justice League version of the Joker. Uh, sorry, the uh, Suicide Squad version <clears throat> of the Joker at all. Um, I think it's bad. Not a lot to work with. He's yeah doesn't seem threatening in any real sense he seems like someone who thinks they're a threat but really aren't um yeah just did not like him i prefer that version version yeah exactly i prefer that version of the character so much to whatever the fuck this was there was just there was nothing to this it was just pure um it was it was was, and, and i think Earlier, when I read out that tweet about Snyder calling this movie a, a a movie for grown-ups, I think he was thinking specifically about this scene. And <laughs> <coughs> when he yeah. wrote this, when he wrote this, he he saw Academy Awards, he saw Golden Globes, he saw everything coming his way. But yeah. the reality of it is, it's pretentious, it's bad writing, and it's just incredibly fucking cringy. And I no, I guess it's not fair to say it's a misunderstanding of the characters because it's a different world, it's an alternate dimension and all that sort of stuff, and they yeah. are different characters at this point. So I'll give them that. That's fair enough. But again, it's just everything about it is just inherently just a little bit wrong, really. Yeah. And yeah. it's when you when you follow up Again, one of the best parts of Batman v Superman, a very mediocre movie, but with some great moments in it, like the uh, like the nightmare sequence. 
if you follow that scene up with this, it's just kind of, eh, just, it's it's very anti-climactic, really. Yeah, yeah, no, I completely agree. I think that, um, yeah, it just, all the, all the style was gone as well, like, this wasn't, <laughs> this scene felt so rushed and added on. It, um, and I and I think it was. I, oh, there it is, absolutely. There was. is no part yeah. of me that believes this would. If Joss, we if uh, sorry, if Snyder got to make the his full version of the movie in 2017, that I don't think this would have been anywhere near it. I don't no. think this would have been in it at all. So yeah, yeah. No, I completely, I completely agree. I think it's just <clears throat> what it what it ended up being was just <sighs> so an uninspired take. Mm on a character that I think we've all seen a bit too much of. Um, and it just didn't do anything. It didn't do anything. It didn't take any chances. And even even the conversation it had, right? What I like about the characters uh, of uh, Batman and Joker is that all the time, and it's what the Dark Knight got so right, and I think it's why people respect that film so much. Um, it's though Between those two characters, it's a battle of mindset ideals and also just sheer intelligence the joker's often too smart to be outsmarted um and batman can hit him as many times as he likes and the joker won't care um you can't instill <coughs> fear into that character uh, because he doesn't well from what we've seen he doesn't really express that emotion and there's not much bat basically it's like a was it even said in the dark night like an immovable object meets a i don't know someone else um, basically, two of us. That's it. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and with this, it just felt like a twelve-year-old pissing contest. It really felt like did. it felt yeah. like well, I, I, I'm, I clearly, I may or may not have killed your girlfriend, mate, and she was dying in my arms, and she hates you. And it's like, yeah, well, I killed Robin, so fucking suck on that. Yeah. Like it just, fe it felt so childish, <clears throat> and it also, it, it's just completely like butchered the mystery of of how of how robin died like yes it was this, pretty clear cut was... with the jokes on you batman suit <clears throat> and all of that um but but it just, now i feel like i don't want to see that scene because it will just be more of the same from jared leto and i don't care see to me it, it just all all that scene served to do is just sh give me a taste of something i would much rather watch I would much rather watch a fucking uh, Death in the Family movie, um, mm. a story where they actually, where you have Batman and Robin. They need to bring Robin back into the movies, okay? It's been like fucking thirty years or something. Bring him; <laughs> yeah. it's time, okay? Because um, there are some great storylines with Robin, and Death in the Family is incredible as well. You can do some really good stuff with that. Yeah. Why don't they do it? They sh they definitely should do something like that, and I would much rather see. And even if you have fucking Jared Leo, as much as I do not like him, even if you have him, I will 100% watch that over whatever the fuck that was supposed to be. Because yeah, that's fair. whatever it was going for is just was... It, it just did not land at all. There's gonna... a lot of moments in this movie which seem completely unnecessary. This is one of them. Another big one for me is Martian Manhunter. Why? <laughs> I, I, Fucking no. why? Yeah, no, was look, John Jones there? Yeah, no, I, 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 um, I, I didn't necessarily. I, I, no, I'll be honest. I didn't, I didn't dislike it. 
uh, it is completely cut kind completely of unnecessary. Did, I kind of did dislike it. Um, not because of Marshall Manor. I have nothing against Marshall Manor. He's a great character. John Jones is um, a, a really well-written character. I'm glad to see him finally brought into the movies. But yeah. what it, it kind of took, but not kind of, it did, it took an actually very emotional and heartwarming scene between yeah. Mark Kent and, um, and Lois and just tore it away in one second flat because, oh, it wasn't her. It meant yeah. fuck all. All right, yeah. cool. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, 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 I can see that. I, I like his, I like his scene at the end. But that, yeah, it was a bit odd that he appeared there. Um, it was, it was also very right. If you've been here all this time, General, whatever your name is, and you have been Martian Manhunter, the fuck have you been doing? Why yeah, wasn't you helping? Been shit going on that we needed you. <laughs> yeah, um, you're I a like very powerful the, man. I like the moment where, um, basically, uh, once again. The, the DCEU does not know what to do with Lois Lane. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I like that Ma- Martian Manhunter stops by and says, by the way, Lois, you're more important than you know. Uh, we're not going <laughs> to explain how, why. Um, and I know what they're alluding to. I know that it stops, like, if she was to survive, it stops the branching off timelines, whatever. But it's like the whole, Lois, you're massively important. Forget that the script has given you absolutely nothing to do uh, other than yeah. mourn Superman <clears throat> continuously, um, that's she, it's amazing how this movie is four hours and she's in it for about five minutes in total. Yeah, yeah, it really is. <laughs> and given that she's one of the driving forces for a movie that they're probably yeah. setting up, and also the only human connection that brings uh, Kal-el back from. We have been night. going. We have been going a long time here, so we should wrap up pretty soon. But before we do, I just want to know what what do you think of Superman himself in this movie? In this movie, <clears throat> yeah. Um, to be honest, I think it's more of the same. Like minus the CGI jewelry, basically does the exact same things, right? Um, I kind of. I I I will say this is out of everything we've seen from Superman in the DCEU, this has been my favorite of it. I feel like this uh, nightmare sequences aside, I feel like this gets the closest to what Superman should be. Um, there is something about him, and more towards the end than when he first comes back to life, um, that does seem a little bit brighter and a little bit more uh, optimistic and full of hope as as Superman should be. What what I struggle with. And this is something I've always struggled with with the Justice League, and and it, and it is difficult when you have, uh, when you have someone who is basically a god, and there is nothing that can stop him. He yeah. like you can shoot him in the face hundreds of times, and he won't even blink. He's the strongest man alive. He can do anything, and no matter what, you cannot stop him. It's it's difficult to make a character like that relatable. And it is difficult to to have a kind of balance because on this team there is no fucking balance whatsoever. Like no. <laughs> the entire team are are all of them together are struggling to fight Steppenwolf, and then Clark shows up and it's over within two minutes. It's yeah. it's it's very imbalanced and uh, and. I, f- I feel like a good team, and, and this isn't really a problem of, of the movie or, or Snyder, it's more a problem of the, the team itself, but I feel like a, a team, it should be more balanced, and you should have people of 
of capable skills because really what's the point of the team otherwise because Clark could just do it all by himself so yeah. like what is everyone bringing to the table like Flash has super speed but so does Clark um, Batman's very smart and strong Clark's stronger <laughs> it's, it's all yeah I, I see what you mean yeah it's a little bit it's like all, yeah it's all very just like what's the point of it all but that being said I, I did like like that they brought a little bit more optimism the black suit again looked great it was a really good choice I'm glad they had that in yeah. this um, but overall man this movie was it worth 60 million in three years no no yeah <laughs> yeah I'd say you're right like don't get me wrong I will always prefer the fact that I have this um, over the <clears throat> over the the one that did come out in 2017. Uh, I just wish it did come out in 2017, um, yeah. and I wish it was still cut down. Um, last thing I want to say um, before, um, well, no, there's two more things I want to say quickly. Uh, one, <laughs> someone find the Warner Brothers executive that signs off on three minute long slow-mo sequences and just <laughs> shoot them just shoot yeah. them because they've all they've collectively stolen years off my life um <laughs> it takes uh, whoever wonder woman's mum is i don't know her name i can't remember it it takes her fucking 12 years to get out of that tunnel like <laughs> the smash the hammers this is urgent okay we're just gonna spend half a year doing it then like get out Fuck me! Like it's so, it's it. It goes back to one of the only things I disliked about the first Wonder Woman movie, right? It's the over reliance on this is a cool moment, by the way, so we have to show you every millisecond of it. I yeah. don't. I it's stop. <laughs> it's yeah. so annoying. Again, um, again, it's. I, I don't want to heart beat on him too much because I feel like we have been very mean to him. Um, but it just seems like again, Zack Snyder just feels like oh slow mo. That's cool. Let's do slow mo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. fucking awesome. And look, there's some there's some points where I like it because it contributes to his style, and that's one thing we've both praised. <clears throat> there's moments where it is applicable and it makes sense. But like this movie is down to the point where Bruce Wayne's riding a horse and it's slow mo, and I'm, like, <laughs> I'm just like, this is four hours. Speed it up. Yeah, <laughs> like, like, and that's what I'm talking about. I don't mean. There's many, there's like little moments that could be cut from this, right? But I mainly think the runtime comes from the fact that there's about an extra three minutes on every single scene that shouldn't need to be there. Um, yeah. And that fucking adds up massively. Um, right, the last last point. Let's quickly run through the members of the Justice League that we haven't spoken about, of which I think there is only uh, one, actually, which is Aquaman. Um, what do you make of him? <laughs> Fine, whatever. <laughs> Just I, I really didn't have much to do in the movie. I guess no. it was there was not a lot going on, but it didn't bother me. Like I <laughs> I considerably enjoyed the tone the toning down of yeah man twenty four seven. I I I said this and this is although he well did back. still he did still get his my man moment. He got so. that he got that moment, but there's a lot of like. In the 2017 one, he was like a dude bro, like a surfer yeah. dude who was so gnarly and too gnarly for you. Um, <laughs> I said gnarly. this I said this yeah. in our old Dead and Buried podcast, um, the Your Opinion Sucks podcast, uh, when we all kind of had our contribution and, and thoughts about this trailer when it first came out. The big um, 
what's the what's, what was the massive song they used in the trailer? Um, Icky Thump, I think. Oh, they did use that. They also used um, if it's called Come Together or not that one. Um, what's that? Come together right now. Oh yeah, they did the Beatles. Yeah, yeah they did. Yeah, that's sorry. it. Yeah, is it called Come Together? Come together. Yeah. Oh, thank God, I didn't sound like a complete <laughs> nerd. Uh, great. Um, yeah, in that one, I everyone was like, okay, this is this is okay, this is kind of cool, this is all right. Um, I was extremely vocal about how much I fucking hated that, of of just the yeah man every five <laughs> like if Wonder Woman could sneeze and he'd be like yeah, <laughs> I, I hated it and it and it only got worse in the movie. So when they yeah. cut out the majority of that, I was like, okay, good. I'm, I'm yeah. happy with that. But yeah, ultimately, again, I feel like that was. Thing. I think that was like a very much a, a Joss edition, which is <laughs> why it wasn't really anywhere to be found here, um, yeah. f- for the better. So yeah, I'd agree. Um, but yeah, again, um, Aquaman, he was just very much a there. To, to, that's really all I can say about him. Not good, not bad, just there. Um, yeah. What I will say, and this annoyed me in the 2017 version as well, um, Americans, stop writing for British people, okay? Just, just fucking stop, okay? Yes, yeah, so Alfred. What we're gonna... I liked Alfred. No, 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 not Alfred, not Alfred. The fucking guy that Wonder Woman has tied up in the lasso at the beginning, like when they're doing the uh, oh, St. Paul's oh, Cathedral. Oh, yes, <laughs> he's like. So what we want to do, right? We want to make the world ashes, like back as it should be, and and this yeah. bomb is going to go over four city blocks. You know that unit of measurement all British people use, city yeah. blocks. Yeah. Fuck there's off. another. There's another thing about that scene as well, which makes me laugh. Wonder Woman wraps him up in her lasso of truth, and she goes, "Tell me what's going on," and and he goes, "No, oh, you're too late anyway." And she goes, nah, the lasso of truth tells you that you, it compels you to tell me the truth. And he goes, oh, well, if that's the case, here's the truth. Like, <laughs> shouldn't he have immediately just answered her? I guess it's the lasso of truth, not the lasso of a baby. So, yeah, it's uh, true. There's, wig- there's wiggle room. But, there is, I guess but, so, yeah. But yeah, very, very weird. Um, the lasso of if you push me hard enough i'm probably gonna break and let you know what's going on (laughs) yeah exactly um Um, overall um better than 2017 but the bar was literally on the floor so it's not saying much Um, do you want to see this expanded on do you want to see more of this not more of this no no absolutely (laughs) fucking not no no i do not want to see a sequel to this i don't think we're gonna get one Thankfully, no. I think Snyder himself has said, "Yeah, this is it. It's done. There's no more." He's, he's come out and said he's done with this. Yeah. My only, my only worry is Warner Brothers are going to see the reaction to it because the reaction has been mostly positive. But what were yeah. you expecting? Um, they are going to see the reaction to this and, and just give him like six hundred million dollars. That's that's my. And he'll come worry. back. He's 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 too young in his career to not to, to not take that money. Like, I I think I think it unfortunately. <laughs> Unfortunately, I don't think it will happen. Um, but I, I, re- I'm, I really have no interest in seeing any of this expanded <laughs> upon. I just, it's not for me at all. Fair enough. I, I, I would disagree. I, I like to see this. What I want from this is, is for this to carry on. But I also want DC uh, to not fall back into this box that they put themselves in. I want to yeah. see this carry on. I'd like to see where this, this universe goes. But that does not mean 
that Harley Quinn should be dead if we get a Birds of Prey sequel. It does not mean that um, Robert um, Robert Pattinson's Batman should have its sequel cancelled because people prefer Ben Affleck or whatever. Like, just carry on. Oh, that I don't. I but saying that though, saying despite what I just said, I don't think there's a chance in hell you're getting Ben Affleck back ever again. Oh no, <laughs> <laughs> no, you're sure as shit not. Did yeah, you like I think. The, um, did you like the fact that? Um, uh, the Ben Affleck in the Martian Manhunter scene at the end is just so quite clearly modern day Ben Affleck. Like, yeah, for like he's a lot skinnier. He looks a he lot is healthier. A lot skinnier. Yeah, um, yeah. That, what that I what I did like, what I did like, and this is a bit harsh, but I did like that for most of this movie, you'd see uh, Ben Affleck Batman in when he had his suit on, but not the mask. He'd just be there. He, you'd see all the muscles rippling through the suit. And then you just see a little double chin poking out the top of it. <laughs> <laughs> Leave him alone. <laughs> Leave him alone, you bully. Nathan, we're not in we can't we're not in the finest shape. We can't we can't talk. Oh, he's um, he's he's in he's in much better shape than I will ever be in. <laughs> there you that. go then. You can't but, you can't come come at a man for <laughs> what he's devoted to crime fire, Nathan. <laughs> this is what you do to him. Oh, that's a side point. Um JK Simmons was fine as Commissioner Gordon. Oh, um, was it any different? I didn't. Yeah, see there was, was there was different. one extra scene of him going like the man spends twenty years fighting crime in Gotham and then goes and kidnaps someone. No, this isn't the Batman or something Great. like that. Massively yeah. worth all that working out he did. Yeah, and you can't even see he's wearing an overcoat. Like you can't <laughs> see it. Um, oh, it made me laugh. Anything, if anything, that would have made him look weirder for the role of Commissioner Gordon. Um, yeah. But oh well, fuck it. Well, at least he's a man in his sixties that can get shredded. That's an achievement in itself. Um, there we are. There we are. Okay, I'm gonna wrap up by saying uh, I like this movie. Uh, there's a lot to dislike. There's a lot to like. Um, ultimately, it did the same movie again, but better. Um, and I'm I'm glad it exists. I'm glad that Zach got to come back and do his version of it because I do think that it, it was a shame um, and it was kind of a a, a bit of a a bit of a, a of a shit stain on his career um and i'm glad he got to write that wrong uh, i'm not glad that the internet got what they wanted because that never ends well but i'm as a personal victory for zach i'm happy for him and it also raised quite a lot of money for suicide prevention charities so that's always something to be excited yeah, about that's um, good that's definitely good and and the movie was in uh, his daughter's honor as well which was a nice little touch at the end there um, yeah so, no, absolutely uh, that yeah not gonna knock any of that obviously uh, for me, just just not my thing. Just um, it it wasn't for me. I yeah, I it's still didn't a movie. like. It doesn't have to be like. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't like the twenty seventeen version. Um, to me, this was better. But the fact that it was just so much longer just made me like it a lot. Well, I like it more, but I don't want to watch this again anytime. I would much rather watch the twenty seventeen version than this anytime soon. And I think that is purely based on the runtime. Again, yeah. this is a better movie, but I um, it's not a good one. So there you go. No, are. that's fair enough. Like I say, there is a there's a three hour cut of this. I know full well if he worked hard, he could he could get a three hour cut of this that would have worked. I just think he got swept up in the whole. I'm going to give the audience every second of what they campaigned for and won. Yeah. Um, and I think it, I I think that's fine. Like ultimately, I know that Warner Brothers aren't going to fucking sanction another four hour movie to be released in a cinema and if they did i just wouldn't go and see it at the cinema um because it's no, far too either. fucking long to be in an uncomfortable seat that i paid <clears> for um 
so yeah, right. Um, how happy of a pod, Nathan? <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I I I will give this uh, three bad joker laughs out of ten. Oh, that's a low score. Okay, yeah. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna give it a six point five. Could have got a seven point five if it wasn't for the run. Um, yeah. Well, there you are. <laughs> I feel like we just we just shit on this for for an hour and a bit. Like, <laughs> oh, I've I've reiterated yeah. it a few times. I did like this. Uh, I'm not in a rush to see it again. But I but it was I fine. Didn't. I Nathan didn't. didn't. We all know that Nathan. <laughs> Who hates I fun this week, Nathan? It's you. <laughs> There's no fun in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I I disagree. There's a few. There's I'll actually side point before we go. The comedy in this works a lot better because it's not as fucking shoved down your throat. Um, and that's the last thing I'll say. Nathan, what have we got going on next week? I'm not going to ask you that because I forgot to text Connor. Nathan, never mind. <laughs> I'll see you next week, Nathan, for an undisclosed project and or title slash movie. Um, we will, <laughs> we we will see you on Thursday. <laughs> Um, fucking great yeah have a happy (laughs) pod bye another happy pod even when we're on a budget we still deserve nice things Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands they have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags and so much more plus Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.